Well, great. It's uh, it's it's been an interesting time, right? Like obviously through the last six months, it's just been a, a whirlwind, and we're excited that we're creating these these new programs to really support parents. Because- Welcome back, everybody, to the Strategy Show. I'm Simon Severino, your host, and today with us, an ultra-endurance athlete. He helps new parents transcend into parenthood via education, community, and support programs. He's also the director of the Calm Nest. Welcome, everybody, James Short. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. It's great to be here. Really appreciate it. Very excited. Very excited. So cool to have you here because many of us are dads. And today we explore how to be a real dad. We will see what is a real dad and what's the opposite. And how can dads be real superheroes in this world? So absolutely excited being a dad myself. I'm I'm in. And... Uh, <laughs> James, what are you currently creating? Well, great. It's uh, it's it's been an interesting time, right? Like, obviously, through the last six months, it's just been a, a whirlwind, and we're excited that we're creating these these new programs to really support parents because, you know, the stats are out. Actually, less people having babies at the moment. There's massive fear. There's more actually prolonged labors because, you know, parents are scared to go into the hospitals and so forth. Um, and so they're needing that support, not just the the moms, it's the partners as well. it's it's the it's the the partners going, you know what do I do? How do I do? All these questions and all this fear comes up. And so with the programs that we're creating, it's it's so exciting, and we're just about to launch a, a new program, um, which I'm not gonna share too much, but you can jump on the website and and check out some more information. But it's about supporting couples after they they have birth and really looking at those three key pillars of, of support, education, and community, where where you've got some answers, we've got that connection, and got the education, so they feel that they've got that confidence, that certainty, um, knowing what to do, when to do it, how to go about it, and just share some of their stories. You know, you know what it's like, you know, hanging out with a bunch of mates and you're sharing some of your stories. You you, you just feel so good and so like, oh, I'm I'm not going crazy. I'm not the only one. Uh, I've I've got some resources and I've got some tools. You know, we've been uh, just a, a side little story. I've been running every Saturday morning with a bunch of mates. We go for a, a run anywhere between six to 10 Ks. We go for a swim at the beach and all have breakfast together. Been doing that for like 22 years now. And it's just like, it's like a mother's club for blokes, right? But there's only guys, there's about half a dozen and we just download our weeks. We connect, we collaborate and it's just like, you know what? We're gone. Then we go to sports and kids sports and all that kind of stuff. But it's just nice, and that's what we're excited. We're we're really excited to uh, be creating these new programs. So yeah, it's all happening. I'm I I didn't knew that the numbers are going down of people having kids, but I can relate to that because we have two kids, and we are discussing: do we want three kids or four kids? And I I I I feel right now and. It was also one question was, is this the right time? Is this now a good time to be in a hospital for a couple of days? Is this a good time in terms of the spirit, the safety? And, and you know, when I see my kids, they, they have guilty feelings when when kindergarten is, is, is locked up for one week and, and some of them is the guilty one. So it, it's not particularly safe or funny right now to be 
bringing kids into the world. What's what's your observation? Yeah, and that's why, like, we've been, um, Nat, my wife has been running her programs in the hospital, you know, pre-COVID-19, um, and it was face-to-face -face delivery. Soon as it hit, we had to go all online and delivering, we're still delivering the programs, her programs and my programs all online um, with amazing results still because it's still the, the same content, the same process, and they walk away with some great tools and, and strategies. But, you know, and, and there's no, particularly between now and the end of the year in Sydney, there's no future of actually opening up those programs back to face to face, to face in the hospitals. Um, what we're realizing at the hospitals as well, um, that carers, partners weren't actually allowed in to the delivery suite as well. Some of the rules and restrictions around delivering babies. So you think about that care, you think about the connection, boom, that's gone straight away. There's no, you know, antically going, the, the, the mother's going through their scans. They weren't allowed partners in some of the hospitals. So it's, it's, it was actually quite, it's been a quite stressful period over the last four to six months through pregnancy. And that's why we've seen, you know, the stats have shown there's a lot of delayed births um, because women are, are obviously fearful. Um, but I think, you know, as things start to ease, we'll get that and the confidence will come back. Um, and hopefully, touch wood, that there won't be uh, an increase in divorce rate um, because what we're noticing, the increase in, in stress within the households, uh, we're noticing that there's a lot more pressure um, amongst partners because, you know, they may be both working at home even through this transition and they've got kids studying at home, working, you know, doing classrooms online. So there's a lot more stress within the, the family unit because usually you have an outlet. You go to work and have an outlet. You go catch up with friends and have an outlet. Um, but because it's like a melting pot, it's a pressure cooker. So there's been more, um, I guess, uh, challenges and frustrations and stresses within the, the family unit over the last four to six months. Absolutely. How can dads be real superheroes? It's a really good question. Um, you know, where do we get taught on how to be a dad? Um, what happens is you might get, you know, the, the whole PE, health PD course at school, um, but primarily you get taught by your own parents. And sometimes if if dads don't have a, a, a very, uh, they might have a very colorful upbringing, could be domestic violence, could be abuse, could be drug and alcohol addictions. It could be a array of different things. So therefore, we can actually then look at that and we'll, wow, are we going to create those same patterns or are we going to make a different decision and, and different choices? So um, over the years with my coaching, I've seen a lot of, particularly in the business world, business owners are so focused on growing their business, but they're, they're lacking that on the home front. Um, and then seeing that my wife deliver what her, her programs are called Calm Birth, seeing there's a little bit of a gap in there um of of supporting the, the men as well and through my own personal journey you know my my dad left when i was five uh, my mum brought us up i saw my dad every second weekend i had three amazing sisters but that then created my own journey of of wow how can i look at being real and this is not about um this is right or this is wrong but this is a, a some ways to to maybe make better choices and and the real there's four it's an acronym and R starts, stands for being respectful. Um, that's being respectful for yourself and, and also for others, in particular your partner and your kids. And we go through that and look at respect on your health. Are you respecting? I mean, you're a runner, 
you love getting out there being fit but you know are, are you the listeners the audience out there how do you have that self-respect are you you know on the on the drink every night and and numbing yourself or actually being present with your loved ones with your family um so we go through that some tools and some strategies to really unpack that the e stands for emotionally aware so how do you actually, you know, emotions are an interesting part because we can get so locked up in our own perception of the world. And the first part of the emotional awareness is understanding our own emotions. And guys, you're listening out there. It's okay to understand your emotions. I get it, right? Don't lock yourself in the cave and think it's all going to go away. We have to deal with our own emotions, all types of emotions, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's ways to deal with that. So it's about understanding your own emotions and how to deal with them and then out how to understand others emotions particularly your partner right like as you know going through with your kids like the partners their emotional roller coaster the hormones are going crazy particularly through pregnancy and after pregnancy lack of sleep so it's about understanding their emotions and their journey and then how to actually deal with that the the a the a is around um, being adaptive um, and being adaptable. Now, what happens is that we're, we're in work so much of the time when go, 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 and we come home, a lot of the time we can bring that work head on, what I call that work hat, into the home environment. And that's not necessarily the best conducive environment. So it's about who's showing up in the right environment and, and what tools and resources do you need to do to be present at the right time. Um, and I'll share a little story about that in, in a little bit. So that's AIDS about being adaptable, who's showing up in the right environment at the right time. And then L is the, is the loving component. It's, it's how do we, how do we, not, it's not the mushy stuff or the intimate stuff, but how do we connect deeper on a deeper level so we know we've got each other's back? And, and how do we really connect and really show each other love and, and not come from judgment and not come from a put down, not come from um, always making a joke, but how do we connect on it on a deeper level? And, and that's where the real superhero dad is. And it's, it's looking at that. And what I've realized, the, the guys that have gone through that program and having their little toolkit to use at certain times, certain stressful situations, the results have been fantastic. And, and I always tell the, the guys is, is to go out and, you know, whatever superhero that you go, I'm a, I, I love Superman, right? All the characteristics and also his dark side because in superheroes, they've got a light side, the good side, and they've also got the dark side. But a real superhero embraces both. And it's like looking at you yourself as your own superhero. What is your light side? What is the good side? But also what's the what's the kryptonite? What's the what's the bad side? And embracing all of it. Um, and I just I just get super excited. I could be talking about this for hours. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I have so many resonances with it. So real stands for respectful, emotional, adaptable, and loving. And I was just remembering my my first time being a dad. And I felt the opposite of a superhero because the, the, the first major shift was I was not the center of the universe anymore and my wife was not the center of the universe anymore. We were just serving, 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 soothing, uh, changing diapers, etc. Yeah. Like sleep, feeding, changing nappies. Feeding. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, and, and, and when you are fed once and then oh, finally, it worked and you found out how to feed properly, what's the right flow and the right way, etc. 
And then a couple hours later, <laughs> they're hungry again. So, <laughs> and it just goes, and then and there's a lack of sleep. There's, it's all, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all the status and all the applause that you have in the business world when when you do finish a project like the project of feeding and you finish it and you invoice it and everybody whoa this one, look at these numbers and this time it's okay you did feed we have wonderful yes now next diapers <laughs> yep yep and there's, and, there, and there's the lack of that instant gratification and the instant recognition where in the business world as you said you do a great project oh you get the pat on the back here it's just like you just want to get some sleep just got to get some sleep um, and, and guys find it a challenge, particularly, as you've said, is that there used to be number one, right? The partners and the, on that level, as soon as kids come, it's like you're down a few levels and the kid is the most important thing in, in everyone's world right now. And so it's a, it's a guilt thing. It's an identity thing. It's a recognition thing. So it's like, oh, oh, how do we deal with that, right? How do we actually go through that, get some sleep? But also deal with all those stresses and, and the emotional roller coaster as well. Absolutely. So I remember it took me like six months to realize it internally, what the, the shift that was happening. For example, I, I, I liked to do three, four Olympic triathlons per year. That would be seven to 12 training hours per week. Now, where would I take this time? Impossible. So I had to reprioritize. And of course, first three years, I just stopped everything, no competitions anymore. And then in the fourth year of being a dad, I came back to that because, as you say, self-respect. Where do I take my self-respect from? How do I take care of my own energy? Because I have to feed myself before I feed my kids. Yeah. So but I'm, I'm talking about this energetic feeling, the identity, and also to know that you can endure all this. Uh, how do I know? I just know if I go out there and I run every day my 10K. That, that's how I do it. So because then I know that whatever the weather is, I am somebody capable of enduring things. And then when my friends say, "Wow, you were running in the rain," I say, "I don't even, I don't even notice what the weather is. I just go running because that's what I do before my kids wake up." Yep. And that yep. gives me the self-respect and the energy to then know when there will be troubles, because there will be, and uh, just to keep cool and say, okay, we will endure also this because we are capable of endurance. And it's also, though, the role model aspect. So you're coming home and you've done your run and the kids see that. They, they see you out early, and this is such a subconscious belief-driven modality of just experience rather than tell they actually see you come home you're stretching you maybe having a shower but you've talked about your run the energy's up and so they can feel that that difference in you compared to you waking up with them um, and I, that's a huge role model aspect of, of what are you teaching your kids that you know it's health is important mindset is important um, time management is important. So there's those subconscious beliefs that you're already pro uh, programming in, in your children by just sort of your own actions and experiences. You want to make your sales more repeatable and reliable? Do you want to have less volatility and more growth in your revenue per month? At Strategy Sprints, we do only one thing, strategy and sprints. Strategy means having more revenue through a better offer.
In sprints means having more energy in your team every week. Check out if your ROI is as high as it is for most service-based and online businesses and startups we work with, which is over 100%. You can see it in just 15 minutes by going to strategysprints.com sales and completing our online exercise to know what your ROI would be with our accelerator program. We are ready to sprint. Are you? I love that because we also thought about our values. What do we want to convey? Mm. So that was also a very intentional pick. I don't want my kids to see me watch TV. I want my kids to see me reading books because I want them to read books, but I can only uh, create the atmosphere for it. I cannot say read a book. Uh, it will be artificial, but I can be the one who reads a book on a Saturday, on a Sunday, during a break after lunch and I'm reading I'm just reading a book so we, we got rid of the TV and we are reading books uh, on the weekend and we go out to nature so we were intentionally discussing how do we want to to live our values what are our values what is important to us how will we do it every day this it's is so true right because that that the, the, those values is it's demonstrating to to them you know like yourself I'm I'm a big exercise fanatic and and you know fitting in training around family time you know before they get up or when they go to bed particularly if there's a race coming up um, and it's it's you know there's the social media I've got you know my daughter's just a teenager and we had some great discussions you know I share a little story. For her thirteenth birthday, she wanted a, a phone, and and uh, I said, "You don't need a new phone." Like you know, all all my friends have got one. All my friends have got one. Please, please, please. I said, "No, you don't need a new phone." I said, "I said," and this was going on for weeks and weeks. I said, "Okay, if you can think of something that is on an experience level, because a phone, once you got it, you you're on, right? But if you can think about something that's the same value dollar wise as an experience, um, let's do that." And so she went away. She thought about it. She thought about it. She said, okay, you got me, dad. I said, what? She, she said, I want a surfboard and a cello. I went, yes, love it. Love it. So we've been surfing, got some cello lessons. So once again, it's about your values and staying true to who you are and, and what you want to demonstrate within your child and, and what you're trying to teach them for now and also for the long term. I love it. And I... I'm also curious how, how you approach technology in terms of which skills do we need to convey to our kids? Because for example, uh, to my five-year-old, I just gave an iPad, my old iPad, and there is one thing on it. He, he, would, he would love to watch YouTube, but yeah. that's not <laughs> and, and there is YouTube Kids, but we don't, we don't allow that. But there is one game that a friend of mine uh recommended because they learn how to code it's it's like it's a video game yep. from CodeSpark, the code spark academy and uh, but they learn really how to program how to code so basically they learn logical thinking if you if you tell them to do this then they will jump there if you tell them to do this they will throw a ball and so i'm i am i'm reconsidering and i'm thinking a lot about which skills will my boys need in 20 years? And how can I be an obstacle or a supporter of that? 
what, what's what's your take? There's so many different takes out there, but my, my personal take is obviously, I mean, there's a great um, uh, documentary that's just been released on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma, and it, they go through the power of uh, social media and just the addiction that it actually has. Because when we have the the bing, the dang, the, the zoop, all the notifications, it sparks a, a dopamine release in our in our chemical balance. And that's the addictive of, oh, I've got to see who's notified me. I've got to see who's liked me. I've got to see who's commented me. And that can be, and I've seen kids who have been on iPads for them as soon as they get up to, to when they go to bed and their behavior is just off the Richter. It's short, it's, it's, it's angry, it's high tempered. And so that is, that's the end of the scale. And, you know, these guys on this, on the, the documentary was quite interesting. They don't even give their kids uh, allow their kids on social media. Technology is, is, I mean, we're not going to get rid of technology, but I think the introduction of technology is, is can be very, very important. Um, kids' brains develop and they're con- continually developing um, as they as they progress. Um, so, you know, there's studies out there of kids shouldn't be really on, on any sort of technology to at least seven to 10 years old because their brain is developing. And so that stimulation, overstimulation, stimulates the the frontal frontal uh, lobes and it just it just gets them so overstimulated um, so once again it's it's limiting time um, limiting what they're watching um, and I think monitoring what they're watching a lot of the as you said the YouTube stuff I mean my kids they don't watch TV a lot nowadays they they, they, they watch YouTube but it's limited time but it's like rah, 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 like comment share but it's like whoa it's like it's just so intense nowadays compared to to for us when we were growing up it was it was a different intensity and that's that whole addiction of of getting sucked into to the youtubes or the games and so forth so um i think it's limited and also depending on age as well so if you can hold out to to at least seven to ten i think um on any type of a technology but it's it's just so readily available at the moment, which is which is a challenge both for, for the kids because they want it and also for the adults to, to monitor it as well. I was watching the the things that I was watching as a kid just just to remember myself because I was like, what what was I watching in that time? And I I saw the, the Barba Papa and all these comics that I was watching, they're like ten times slower. There are there are a couple of words but then seven seconds just of a landscape and then there comes one animal and it talks <laughs> very slowly and then calmly it's yeah. so different or uh only benji they were playing football and for two minutes they would just run to the next to the next field on the other side to score one goal they would run for two minutes and it's a, such a different intensity Totally, and the the intensity and the 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 scripting and the frames per minute is just super. It's like hyped up, and what happens? It's just it's just an overstimulation, and and you've got these pop ups, you've got these notifications, you've got the. It's just like five people are trying to talk at once. It's just like ah, it's it's, and that then particularly you know when you see kids watching this before bed, they go to bed like wired and stimulated and it's just yeah it's it's intense it's intense so tell us a little bit about the people you work with where where do they start when they work with you and and where where can you take them 
Yeah, so we um so we we usually start to work with uh, parents who who are pregnant, um, usually around the the nineteen to to twenty five weeks, um, and they go and see. Obviously, they work with my wife uh, through a program that she's a teacher called Calm Birth, which is a two day program that teaches couples on how to have a, a calm birth to really get understand the principles. Because if you think about where you're taught around your beliefs and behaviors around birth. It's usually the movies, right? Um, or or some sort of horror stories that you would have seen where you know, a woman is screaming and and the guy's usually reading the paper or watching the TV. Um, and so this is about how can couples really connect through the birth process, what's their birth plans, um, and actually some techniques and some strategies to manage the the flow of of the contractions and so forth. So they so they can feel that confidence and certainty that they've got it. You know, these these are just some great practical tools to utilize through through labor and then also there's some conscious parenting as well um, and then we've got our dad's program which is helps dads um, as they transition into parenthood it's always great to to go through this the, the program beforehand so you've got some tools and strategies before the big day and but then also straight after uh, and then we've got our our next nine program which is the the next nine months after after birth and, and that's that program that i was mentioning before of looking at the three peak three uh, pillars of support, education, and, and community, um, and so that's all on our. All those details are on our on our new website, which is called theparentsnestnow.com.au. Theparentsnest.com, and again, I am. Re so my wife is also um, running programs of preparing pre pre birth preparation, and uh, so yeah, this is so relevant and so helpful. And all our friends are in that program, of course, and it's so important. And uh, and I remember the, our first kid, and I was there. And as you as you say, no idea of what is my role, how can I be of service, what exactly is needed. And I, I can tell you, it was so funny. Now we are laughing about it. So <laughs> yeah. So first birth, how do we prepare? At that time, we were running marathons together. So oh. I. Five bottles of our the water bottles that we usually have full of water, and I had these five waters there in the hospital, and uh, I was thinking that I will give her water every every half an hour, like 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 an athlete, just to reframe it to be something that we we are not sick, we are in the hospital, but yep. we're giving birth. It's a wonderful thing. We, we would just need some waters and minerals in between, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the at the aid station, yeah, in <laughs> yeah bananas. <laughs> So that was the one thing, of course, horribly wrong. It was not the best thing to do. But uh, and and the second thing, I had a playlist on my phone, like we we usually have in in, in our family, a playlist for something to create a specific atmosphere that we want. And the playlist was called "Push It," and it had "Push It," "Push It," real good. And I was ready to play that. Thing. Of course, it was not the right thing. <laughs> you, you were just screaming and, uh, at, at me and saying, Get that off. Get that off. Get that off. So yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, right? It's, 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 it's those little things of, of your playlists, of the drink bottles, of whatever it is that getting prepared prior. And no matter what, the, you know, no matter what. The process you go through you could have an emergency c-section you could have whatever it is you just don't know until you go through it but at least you can have the best resources and the strategies to prepare 
for for the day so to have all all um aspects covered absolutely and the, the best idea was to have one nurse do you is is, is it the nurse the, uh, yeah we have we have midwives midwives yeah i think it's the midwife the most important person in the room and we we worked with her for months on a private basis and we had weekly conversations and then how to prepare and what can go wrong and where are the risks and this was the most important thing at, at the end i was just watching her and she was telling me what to do what not to do <laughs> that was the second part it was the best and there do that don't touch this touch that <laughs> just stand there just stand there <laughs> Don't look down there. Look up here. Keep your eyes on me. <laughs> yep. 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 I know it all. Yep. And how do you manage business and being a dad and and all and and all this funky year? Yeah, I, I think it's um for me it's it's about focus. It's about okay, what do I need to do? When do I need to do? do it but who needs to show up in order to do it so you know i've i'm an ultra ultra um endurance athlete so last last year i did the 100k ultra marathon in new zealand the tarawera and then the year before i did the 250 kilometer five-day event in the simpson desert in australia um and so you know i took the kids and the whole family on that trip it was an epic we, we shot a documentary over the over the five days we we drove up there a couple of thousand kilometers to drive up there i did the race and then we drove back in a in a big rv um but that was an experience in itself you know at the time the kids hated it. looking back they loved it um but it's it's about preparing it's about planning it's about having the right support structure the right environment and the right team around you on all different levels um you know so if, it, if it's up at 4 a.m which i am pretty much every morning and, and and training in the morning and then being there for the kids and then obviously running around with work and, and business and then you know i i love to do two sessions in in a day but sometimes my kids come to the gym with me in the afternoon so my daughter trains you know with me sometimes and it's just how can i incorporate all those different things that allows me to fill my cup up with the kids so they can see wow i'm feeling better i'm feeling stronger i'm feeling fitter because I'm, I'm hanging out with dad, but I'm also training. And, and so it's a multiple level and multiple um, aspects on, on how, I, how I go about life. Many people right now listening to it, they say, oh my God, I stopped running since I'm a dad. I, and, and, and then came the lockdown. Now I really would love to get back on track, get back in shape. How, how, how do you frame it? How, how do you... How do you make it a family uh, contributing thing? How can people go from I'm stealing time from my responsibilities to it adds to us, it nurtures us? I mean, it, it, it obviously depends on the age of the kids, but um, it, it's incorporating bike rides, incorporating walks, incorporating, you know, if you need to get up early to do your own little thing, if you're like a high intensity, so in lockdown, you know, our gym obviously locked down, but we could go and get all the equipment. So we're doing classes online on Zoom. The kids were jumping in and, you know, instead of doing, you know, my, you know, 80 kilo deadlifts, they were doing, and I had mini weights for the kids. So they were doing some, some you know, weights with me as well, the body weight exercises. So it's just like, right, everything can be scalable. Everything can change, but it's like, right, I'm doing this. All right, what's a, a different version for, for that kid? What's a different version for that kid? And let's have some fun with it. Let's play some music. 
Um, let's let's say some jokes. Let's let's make a fun of it, making game of it. And I think when we can do that, when we can bring that play-like activity um, back to life, even sporting, like going shooting, you know, some basketball with the kids or or a soccer ball or, or go for a little jog with the kids is how can you do it that's there that they enjoy but bringing it all together i think you know there's there's no excuses there's there's just ways there's always as my wife says there's always a solution there's always a solution this is so relevant right now and i remember a couple of years ago i had stopped training at all in, in a serious fashion and then uh, but i had still my, my my doctor and and my personal trainer doing my training plan and so we had this serious conversation and they go simon do you just stopped moving and i was like uh, well, no but you know that comes first and then comes me and me is a tiny fraction of what is currently going on so yeah i guess i stopped moving and they and they were like is this really what you want to convey when your kids in 20 years will think about movement do you really want to convey yeah it's nice but we don't have time for it is that the value that's not the simon we know so and i was like oh it's true that's not what i want them to to see as as as, as a normal day a normal day has some parts of movement also so true so true and i remember doing my my first Ironman when my when my uh, daughter Lily was six was six months old. Wow! So all the training and all that for an Ironman is just like whoa. That was I mean I didn't do the like the twenty hours a week that most you know triathletes do. Um, I did a sort of there's a there was a a, a, a CrossFit method to it. Um, so it was great. I survived. I finished it, which was great. I ticked it off, but. You know, to see your little daughter as you come across the line with a little outfit that I didn't know she was going to going through where it says, Daddy, you're my hero. It's just like, oh, that just got me over the finish line, you know. That just, that's the energy. You know, when you see your kids out there, when I was doing this, the Simpson Desert Race, holding up signs, um, seeing you with tears coming down your, your face because you're in so much pain, but you see your kids with signs off in the distance in the next checkpoint, you get some energy comes through you. I get emotional when I talk about it. You get some energy that comes through you and you go from a walk to a jog to a sprint because you know that they've been out there for hours waiting for you and you don't want to let them down. So there are there are two levels. One is the value level and the other is, is the tactical. I'm also interested about that. So on the value level, you it's about what is important to us as a family and what do we want to convey and if yeah. something is important make it happen every day so if movement is important make it happen do it together enjoy it and it will be part of of your lived values and the other the other thing is the tactical side now as you said you couldn't work out for many many hours per day and you need that volume to do an Ironman but you found a way with quicker high intensity crossfit style oh tell us about that because that's important right now for people locked up yeah i mean like um i was freaking out on my first ironman because this is like you know you got to be doing all the all the stuff that i was reading it's like at least 15 to 20 hours a, a week of training it's like oh my goodness like i was running my business I had the new baby is like ah, oh. and then so i came across um a guy called uh, uh, David, uh, uh, oh, 
um, David McKenzie. Uh, he started CrossFit Endurance. And, um, and I was just reading up this stuff. It was just like high-intensity interval training for endurance events. I went, no, seriously? And, and like, sure enough, and I was – my longest swim that I ever did was 1K. My longest uh, run I ever did was 5Ks. And my longest bike ride I ever did was 20Ks. And as, you know, an Ironman is a 3.8-kilometer swim, 100 80k bike ride and a 42k run all back to back on the same day and so i was like i just mentally i thought i've got to do the k's got to do the k's and he said trust the process trust the process trust the process and sure enough trust the process and hey i i crossed the finishing line so um yeah it was it was it was amazing so it's looking at ways of okay so that's traditional and i've got this time frame or all these obstacles how else can I do it? What else is out there? And the joys of the internet now, there are so many different ways that you could you can go about. Well, no matter what it is, if it's a if it's running five k's or two k's, compared you know compared to a crazy thing, um, like like what I was doing, there's always a solution. So, um, if it's food, if it's if it's communication, if it's whatever it is, there's always a solution. So don't think that you're out on your own. There's always a solution. There's always an answer. I love it. And also the family as a resource. For example, my wife helped me find solutions. So we, we had a weekend with, with a wedding and I said, oh my God, if we go to that wedding, I cannot train at all on that day. So what, what can we do? And, and we said it was 60K away. And so my wife said, why don't you come with your bike? And so we had a win-win situation. We all went to the wedding, we all had fun and I, I, I had my movement. Or, or another friend who was, who was with us on a Sunday, he said, well, Simon, I do brick training. And I said, what is brick training? He said, you know, when you go swimming for, you do your one kilometer of swimming, run to the swimming hall and run back. And we're like, oh, yep. that's, that's, that's a genius idea. It's changed. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> yep. Yep. So true. So true. And also the swimming course for the kids what was really helpful. Now my kids, they have their one-hour swimming course. They have their trainer. And, and uh, on their level, they have one hour. And in that hour, I'm on a lane beside them and I'm doing my thing. Perfect. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's, everyone's doing it together. It's exactly as your wife said. There is a solution for everything. Yeah, so true. So just true. About it. Just, just be emotionally aware uh tell your friends hey i need help i don't know how to solve this I, I told it to my friends i think for three months or four months hey i don't know how i should ever get back to swimming in this in this phase that my kids are so young and then every friend had some ideas and at the end it clicked there's always as you know there's always help and people love to help it's just a matter of particularly guys um, women, I find they're a lot easier to, to ask for help, but guys, we need to get a little thing called ego and just put it to the side and go, hey, I need some help. Put your hand up and just you know, ask friends, ask family, ask colleagues, and there's always people willing to help. James, I want as many people as possible to go to your programs. So where can they find them? Yeah, perfect. So go over to theparentsnest.com.au um, and there's uh, all that information there around the, the Real Dads program. There's a, a great uh, ebook that I've, I've written called The Back Pocket Guide in Being a Real Dad. 
Um, you can that's on the homepage there, so go and check that out. You can download that; that's for free. It's complimentary, and uh, it gives us a, a little bit more details of, of what we went through today. I will give it to every every friend who will become the first time dad. Amazing! I love the philosophy. I love the the way you do this, and this is so relevant right now for us all to survive this year and to thrive in this funky year. So thank you so much, James. But uh, the question of the day, which I forgot this time, is the strategy award. If you could pick only one person that is doing things differently, but from your perspective, the right way, who is this person? The person is a gentleman called uh, Jackson Milan from uh, Oris Financial. Uh, he runs a, a wealth coach uh, business and he he's just helping so many business owners and entrepreneurs to really maximize uh, themselves within their business, but also really identify the profits because, you know, most businesses, you know, they get to the end of the tax time and go, oh, cool, where's my profit? It's like, I don't know. It says it on the paper, but not in in the bank account. And what Jackson does is really unpack it and and really helps helps business owners to get huge amounts of wealth out of their uh, and profit out of their business and, and start to invest. So they've got that lifestyle and they've got the security and the financial freedom. So Jackson Milan from RS uh, Financial, super relevant to be financially uh, acute in this in these days. And um, what is a book that inspired you recently? Oh, there's a great book uh, by Tim Ferriss called Tools of Titans. And uh, it's a lot of his podcast interviews that he's put into a book, broken into different areas of, of health uh, and wellness, uh, financial uh, and business. And it's some great smart cats on that book and some great resources in, in there. So that's uh, Tim Ferriss, Tools of Titans. I have it here somewhere because I'm a super Tim Ferriss fan. He was one of my main inspirations to start this. And yes. uh, yeah, absolutely. I love him. And um, But I, I didn't really read the book. It's it's so thick and it's all like big, big people very on very short notice. Is it something that should be read from beginning to end or you just go in there and pick and choose? Yeah, so I had a, uh, a strategy. What I did is got a, a highlighter and I was just skim reading um to the first couple of lines of each person and if it jumped out at me i would continue on and i would highlight either the the links or the relevant bits of uh, bite-sized nuggets of information um, and i went that through the whole book so it did take a little while but then what i did it would go back um and had a, had a um a writing book and then i copied all the notes the highlighter notes into the writing book so that was my summary version and so what I do is constantly go back and oh, what was their resource? And so instead of going through the big book, I've got a smaller summary version of that. And that's that has helped me considerably. Beautiful. And who should be my next guest? Uh, a gentleman called Steve Jensen from National Sales Academy. Steve uh, has helps uh, business owners to really increase their conversions, uh, their sales conversions within businesses. Um, he is uh, he is one of the guys with the most biggest heart I've ever met. Um, he's been helping businesses, uh, particularly in the in the in the financial world, in the fitness world, in the um, real estate world for for many many years. 
uh, to really increase their sales and their conversions. And uh, he's he's a wonderful guy and so much gold nuggets when you talk to him. So Steve Jensen from National Sales Academy. I'm excited already. It's so cool because sales is so relevant right now for everybody to get their conversions for this quarter. We just have 90 days of this year in this moment. So make it count, people. And stick around because we will have such cool guests. Thanks also to James' recommendation. So thank you so much, James. And uh, come back soon. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you once again. We all know that working in sprints is better, but how do we know what we should work on? You're in luck because we have a 15-minute exercise that will give you complete clarity on where to take your project next. Go to strategysprints.com sales to complete our short exercise and meet one-on-one -on -one with an expert sprint coach to identify your number one bottleneck. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Strategy Show. Make sure to like this video below and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with every episode of The Strategy Show. Get daily CEO tips from CEOs for CEOs.